We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, here we go. Salute to Dix Nation on this Sunday evening. Another edition of Nick's Weekly, your weekly recap show where we go through the good, the bad, and the ugly for the orange and blue for the week that was. CP the franchise, Alex Rotaros on the ones and twos. On today's episode, the Knicks go 3-0 on the week. Ow, man, that was a big one for you, man. 3-0 on the week for you. We're going to talk about uh, everything that transpired on the week and Take a look at what's next, man. The Knicks boasting, not boasting, but unfortunately the toughest schedule in the league this month. A brutal December. We're going to go through that. And then a tough matchup against Giannis and Dame. Knicks taking on the Bucks in the in-season tournament. Will they get to Vegas? Questions abound. But nevertheless, we got a great show ahead. So lock in, hit the like button, hit the share button. And subscribe to the channel. Another edition of Nick's Weekly, man. Episode 80. Episode 80, man. Al, how you feeling, man? I'm good, CP. Yeah. Doing well. Just had some uh, nice Jamaican soup, so I got a old Scott oh. Bonch with chicken. You know what I mean? All right, you all know? right, all right. Good, 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 so, man. It's cold out here, man, so you know you got to stay warm. Yeah. Uh, but, CP, I, I have something... Fun and interesting to tell you. All right. I'm not it. the biggest college basketball guy, okay. but I do rep my alma mater, SUNY Albany. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I found this very interesting. I don't know why, but you ever go into those moments where you just go down a rabbit hole on the internet and you're just like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Yeah. I found out. I found out this. And for all you that attended SUNY Albany, uh, shout out to your cousin Lash, because I know he attended yep, as well. Shout out to Lash. And, yep. And, yep. Yep. Uh, and I know Lash is a big Cam Reddish guy. Well, Lash. Let me tell you and anyone out there. Yep. If Cam, you want Cam's to support killing. another Cam's Reddish. Right yeah. If you want to support another Reddish, you can support Cam's little brother, Aaron Reddish, who's on the UAlbany basketball team. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah man. I didn't know that either. Wow. I'm just looking at. So I go there. I'm checking the website. I'm checking the roster, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Reddish. I'm like, Reddish ain't that common. Yeah. Start doing my Google search. And I'm like, oh, this is Cam's little brother. <laughs> I'm Cam's little brother. <laughs> Hey. Um, the, you, all, you thought I was done, CP? You thought I was done supporting Reddishes well, listen, in my life? No. Listen, never. I, I got to tip my cap to Cam himself. I mean, look, I always said if anybody could get him right, it's LeBron. Ask Malik Monk, ask J.R. Smith. You go on down the line. Cam, he's having a good, good stint right now with the Lakers. You hope he stays healthy. But right now, 
he is uh, he's proven to be a very, very valuable member of that team, you know, using his length and athleticism, uh, playing some good defense out there. He put the ball on the floor last night, got some nice uh, attacks at a basket in there, went over the Rockets, so good for Cam. But this is a Knicks show, Al, and let's go back to you. We'll give you some credit. You 3-0. and You did call 3-0 and on, on the week. Congratulations to you. Good call there. Uh, the Knicks stomped out the Hornets on a bum night. They escaped a bum night against the Detroit Pistons, but still got the win, right? Win is a win, as you guys say. And then they got their most impressive win of the week by far with a statement victory up in the north, up in TDOT on the second night of a back-to-back against the Raptors. And that, to me, that was my game uh, for those reasons, just going up uh, against a tough team on the second night of a back-to-back and understanding that your energy, your effort wasn't good enough in that Detroit game, and so they had to up it for 48 minutes against Toronto, and they did that and, and really laid the smackdown on them. So uh, I liked how they ended the week on a high note. Yeah, man. As you know, I called 3-0 and last week. Uh, and I, There was just something about this team, man. There was just something yeah. I felt like, look, they had a bad loss to Phoenix. I felt like Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle wanted to show that this team's legit, they, that they're going to get back on track. And what better way to say, hey, we're going to defeat the Hornets, get the wild card positioning for the in-season tournament, then we're going to smack Detroit, even though that was a scare of a game. They still got the job done. And then you know what they said? Back-to-back. The league hates us. Yeah. The league hates us because of all the back-to-backs we've gotten this month. But we're still going to take care of business. We're still going to win in Toronto because we have to show that we're the better team. We're not this middling team. We're a legit team. And that they did, man. Yeah. And that they did. And so this week, excellent week for the Knicks. The one thing I will say, though, that I like is how they ended the week with the ball movement because at the beginning of the week, it was more so isolation. Yep. Um, But they were able to come back, get it together, and you implement that read and react system that Tom Thibodeau always preaches, and you started to see that. And that's the big thing for me, man, because moving forward, isolation basketball, I get it when it gets down to the crunch time, fourth quarter, few seconds, you want your best shot shooters out there. You want your best playmakers out there. You want your best scores out there with the rock in their hand as the shot clock's winding down. But throughout most of the game, to keep the defense honest, you got to move that rock. You got to move the ball. And so for the Knicks to do that against a Toronto team that in the past, EP, has always given them problems because of the wingspan, the height, all of those things. And they made light work of that team with the ball movement. 30 assists yeah. that game. Patient, patient. That 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 is encouraging. Yeah, they, they really just displayed a patient offense, a trusting offense, especially on Friday night. And it it, it starts at the top, which is Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, in terms of them playmaking, trusting their teammates, being confident in those guys uh, to make plays. And so we have to give them credit, especially Julius Randle, because uh, the, the, the passing has been uh, remarkable this week. And so those two guys really carry the team this weekend, and they have to. Obviously, going forward, this team goes as far as the two of those guys in tandem take them. So good job by them in, in really setting the tone for the squad. Team has now won three in a row, and it's getting some momentum, much needed for this month. And also in that Toronto game, you had the stellar three-point play Jalen Brunson, DiVincenzo, 7-9 from downtown. Uh, Josh Hart, 3-4 from downtown in that game. His 15 straight points in the fourth quarter. 
was incredible. He did a great job there. And, uh, and yeah, good to see them shooting uh, on, on the uptick. Right now, the Knicks are sixth in the league in, in defensive rating, man. So they, their efficiency numbers are going up on, on both ends, and they're looking good because starting to come together. This is a good week to get it together. Absolutely. And, CP, the big thing for this week is that, you know, we know the Knicks are a good three-point shooting team on the season, right? Throughout this out throughout the entire regular season, Knicks are seventh when it comes to three point shooting. They shoot the ball thirty seven point seven percent on good attempts and good ma- and good makes. Right last year it was a lot of attempts, a lot of makes, but the percentage wasn't there. Knicks were they were in the bottom when it came to percentage. This past the this these past three games, CP, the Knicks are shooting forty percent from downtown. That's including Josh Hart, who shot sixty six point seven percent. This week, that's Dante shooting 56%. That's Brunson shooting 48%. All right. Those are your top three, three point shooters of the week. And that helped get the job done because it was a three point barrage that opens up the middle of the court for this team. So Knicks continue to shoot the three ball very well. And on this week alone, the Knicks are six. So they're not these, obviously, like I said, they're seventh, but six on this week after I should say these past three games shooting 40%. From downtown, that's what you like to see from a team that typically struggles, man, to shoot the three ball so well. Yep, yep. Look, um, one of the things you got to give credit to Tibbs for is the goal that he set for this team to be in the upper echelon in terms of three point shooting. Attempts makes accuracy. He wanted this team to improve. It's been a mixed bag since he's been here in in the five years, in the four years that he's been here. It's been a a bit of a mixed bag in terms of their their efficiency numbers from downtown. But make no mistake, this year, they they are there so far. So far, they're number seven in terms of three-point accuracy. I don't know if you you had mentioned that or not. Uh, Ninth in makes and 12th in attempts. So, Mm. so far, I'm liking it. And again, that that's Tibbs. That's our dinosaur coach trying to catch up with the rest of the league and and make this offense a little bit more analytically pleasing. So far, so good. And and you know, we're gonna get into this specific players that are, are contributing to that, but I, I think overall it's um it, it's certainly contributing to that net rating that they have and their overall the health of their offense. So it's a good look. Yeah, for sure. You add the offense, which, you know, you'll get the offensive rating. It's still on the bottom of the league on the season. The defense is what's helping carrying this team. I believe that offensive rating will come up as the season goes on just because you got Randall Brunson getting into rhythm. We're still waiting for RJ to find his groove like he did at the beginning of the season. Um, You know, you got Quickly's help as well. And then, look, you have Josh Harris who's starting to get into a groove. Dante has his nights here and there. I don't, it'll take it'll only take it'll only be a matter of time until the Knicks offensive rating truly climbs up to where you want to see. I mean, it's 12th right now, so let me so let me just put that for into context. Yeah. I think it's going to get higher, man, because this was a team that was in the top 10 last year when it comes to offensive rating. Mm-hmm. So that it, it it's this is going to be the big test, man. This mm-hmm. is going to be the big test of the week against the Milwaukee Bucks to see where their offense actually stands, mm-hmm. but. It's good for this team, man. You talk about net rating, you talk about defensive rating. You know, the third, as you mentioned, this team is just starting to click. And it's not even, inf- I don't even think that it's fully clicking, though. Yeah, not yet. Not not yet. So, to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that like button, hit the share button, subscribe to the channel. Knicks Weekly, episode 80. We've done 80 episodes of Knicks Weekly. So, salute to everybody who's taps in 
on our Sunday show. Sometimes we do it on Monday, depending on the team's schedule. But overall, a, a terrific show where we recap the good, the bad, and the ugly. That was the orange and blue for the week. Uh, so to our loyal, loyal franchise channel supporters in the building, I see Andrew H. Lopez, 104, always in here. Rudy Tay, salute. JJ, never misses a show. Uh, salute to uh, Marlon Small, salute. El Cid, Saz King, salute. Uh, we got Brian Fitzgerald in here, salute. Yeah, yeah, man, salute. Uh, you know, we got Alex's video. It's a little bit delayed if you guys are watching on YouTube, but it's all good. That The message is still going to be the message. So just bear with us on tonight. A little technical difficulties, but we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming tomorrow. Um, Al, player of the week. We had a little debate on this one, man. Player of the week. Mm. Is it Jalen? Is it Julius? I got to go both. Wow. I got to go both, man. I, I think both of these players, you know, every week you could pretty much have Jalen Brunson be the player of the week, right? So, I mean, that that's pretty much goes without saying. I mean, this week, 25 points per game, 4.7 rebounds, 7.7 assists, shot 50% from the field, 48% from downtown. You really can't leave him off this list, including one steal. Friday night in, in TDOT, he, he's cooking Dennis Schroeder on one end. On the other end, he's putting his body on the line, getting two, drawing two offensive fouls in that game, a league leader in that respect. So, again, leading his team uh, both in the locker room and on the court. And then Julius, great job by Julius, man. Last three games, 24.7 points, 13 rebounds, been an animal on the boards, 7.3 assists, shooting 54% from the field, which is big. He needs that. Uh, 31% from downtown, hasn't been, hasn't been efficient from there. But overall, uh, Julius was great this week. And so I got to go with a co-player of the week award. Mm. Your thoughts? Look at that. Yeah. Uh, no, I get that. And, and deservingly so. And both of these guys had big performances on different nights, right? You had Brunson uh, against Detroit have a, a, a massive performance, but obviously was steady throughout this entire week. Julius also had a big third quarter uh, in, in Detroit, but also consistent throughout the rest of this week as well. These guys much needed. And look, Julius had a great game in Toronto, man. That yeah, was the most excellent I've seen him play. As a Nick, I mean, getting downhill, uh, posting guys up, reading the double team, yep. finding Josh Hart as a cutter, finding the guys on the perimeter to shoot the three. That's just stuff you want to see from him. Obviously, you know you're going to get the strong rebounding as well, especially on the defensive side. Both these guys are, are well deserving, um, and, and, and rightfully so. I, I'm not, I'm not angry at it. Although I will say, CP, hopefully okay. in the future we can have it. So we can have one player of the week because it is considered, well, it is considered player of yes, the week, not yes. players of the week. Yeah, I, I get it. And and what we what we really need to do is we got to go back to the voting system. We got to put it in the fans' hands. We got to take ourselves away from it, take our biases away from it, and put it in the fans of the people. This is a people show after all. Number one show for the fans by the fans. So we got to give it back to them. So starting next week. And, and, like, you know, sometimes the play of the week is pretty unanimous, right? Right. So we're going to just go with that. But on a week like th this week, we really should have put a poll up from yesterday, from Saturday, and, and had the fans vote. We should have done that. We should have done that. So I'm going I'm to take the easy way out and say that they both earned it. But, I mean, look, last three games, man, Julius against, against, um, against the Hornets, 25 points, 20 boards, five assists, and 53% from the field. And then you had also 
against the Pistons. 29-10, 8 assists, 57% from the field. And then against the Raptors, even better, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 53% from the field again. A plus 53 on the week. I mean, that's why that's why I got to give it, give him the player of the week. And also because he's shooting the ball efficiently right now, which is critical. Uh, I mean, right now, his shooting numbers haven't been great on the on the season, man. I mean, his effective field goal percentage is league worst. It's just one of the mm-hmm. worst in the league. So this was an important week. Hopefully, it's a sign of things to come for him that he can get back on track because they need him. Yeah. Um, for Randall, it's the thing is that it's the three point shooting, right? Like it, you start to see it. We, we're starting to see the mid range jumper come back too, like and the, those difficult shots, like how he's just pulling up the turnaround jumpers. It's going to take time. Obviously, he mentions the ankle injury earlier. He he talked about that to Ian Begley, right? And Ian Begley wrote about it, and he he kind of chuckled where it's like he it didn't make sense how people would think that he'd come off an injury and just be ready to go, but. It's interesting how the next day he then starts to get into a groove after that whole conversation. Uh-huh. So maybe he was just setting himself up for a great week. But regardless, uh, I think he, it's going to come around, man. The, it, it takes time for the numbers to jump back up. Look, Knicks are, if you look at the numbers for points in the paint, Knicks are still in the bottom 10 of the league. I mean, maybe bottom five of the league yeah. when it comes to points in the paint. And that's still one of their strengths. And, you know, it's it's going to take time for even that stat to get there because you got to think that Randall wasn't hitting his shots in the paint. You didn't have Brunson hitting his shots in the paint. So, and then Mitch wasn't able to get his putbacks because if those guys aren't hitting their shots, it's just easiest to wall off Mitch from getting all those easy dunks and wobs. So it'll take time for them to come back up. It's still early in the season, but look, the Knicks are winning right now. They're rolling. Uh, They got a tough matchup this week against Milwaukee. Yeah. And the, the offense looks like it's starting to click CP. That's all that matters. The eye test is saying it. The numbers don't always won't always correlate, but the eye test is saying that this team is starting to figure it out. True, true story. And we got Alex's video back in sync, so that's a great thing. So to everybody in the chat, hit the like button, hit the share button, subscribe to the channel. Uh, next weekly episode eighty, we're gonna get into our Knicks versus Bucks matchup, big matchup this week, and right now the only game of the week. But that is going to change, Al, and that is going to change in a major, major way because this month, just when you thought the Knicks' first 10 games was brutal, the NBA gives it to them again, sticks it to them again with the toughest schedule of the month according to combined opponent records. Uh, the Knicks only play three game, 14, 14 games in December, one of which they played already in, in Toronto. So they have 13 games left, only three at Madison Square Garden. So 10 on the road, three at home. Good and God. they finished one of the three back-to-backs this month. So they will have two more back-to-backs this month. <laughs> so we're going to get into the schedule, but that's how the thing breaks down from a 30,000-foot look. It's, it's tough, man. It is tough. And then... Shout out to our guy, Ian Begley. Um, Let me just pull this up here. This is how things are going to shake out if the Knicks win or lose against the the, uh, the Bucs in the in-season tournament. If the Knicks are to advance, let's say if the Knicks and the Pacers advance, um, those two guys will, will play 
in the semifinals. But if the Knicks are to lose, then and let's say the Knicks lose and the Celtics lose, the Knicks go to Boston on Friday, the eighth. So that's how the schedule is going to work. They're going to play the semi. They're going to play the uh, the playing game on Tuesday. And if they lose, they will go to Boston. If if they lose and Boston loses, they will go to Boston on Friday to play against the Celtics. Now, if the Knicks lose and Indiana loses, the Pacers, Obi and the Pacers, Obi and the Pacers. Yo, he's doing well. Don't worry, don't, man. He's doing well. <laughs> Obi and the Pacers are coming to the Garden on. Friday the 8th. So, Friday the 8th, they will either, well, they could be in Vegas on Thursday the 6th. They could be in Boston on Friday the 8th. Or they could be home against the Pacers on Friday the 8th. So, those those are some of the scenarios on how this week could play out for the Knicks. Those are the scenario we need, CP? Yeah. We need the Knicks to get to the next round of the in-season tournament to face... Obi and those Indiana mm. Pacers. That what we need. So you, oh, so you trying to see Julius versus Obi, mano y mano, shooting the fair one, the student versus the teacher, homie versus big brother in Vegas yep. for all the marbles. Or for, Absolutely for the, East, for the East, for the East marbles. Yes, wow, that's what I want to see. That's wow. what I want to see. Wow, set the stage. I like that. I like that. Set the stage. Julius versus Obi. For in-season bragging rights in Sin City, <laughs> I love it. I love the backdrop. Oh, well, the hold backdrop. on, we can we can we can talk. We can even add on to that. You know the whole Halliburton and Jalen Brunson conversation. Halliburton too, Brunson, I like that. Look, bro. I mean, that's a very realistic possibility. Look, I want to beat Milwaukee. There's a realistic possibility that this could happen on Friday. At, I know. At, in the garden. In the garden. I might I might have to pull up to that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll be jealous. <laughs> I, I, might, I might have to be the building for that one because Obi's killing right now. Julius is on an uptick. Let's go. Let's go. Battle of the point guards. Battle of the point guards. Let's go. Uh, I'm with it. And so that's part of the Knicks' potential schedule. So once again, they will go to Milwaukee on Tuesday. And depending on how that looks, if they lose, then they will either be in Boston on Friday or home against the Pacers on Friday. And if they win, they will play the winner of that game on Thursday in Las Vegas. But then here's the way the rest of the week, the rest of the month looks, Al, because starting next week you have Toronto, then they go out west, at Utah, at Phoenix, at then you have the Clippers, Lakers, Right, so you have Phoenix and the Clippers on back to back. That that's there's your second back to back of the month, at oh Phoenix and then at Clippers. Then you got at Lakers on Monday, December 18th. At Brooklyn, you got to go see Macau Bridges. Then the Christmas doubleheader: Milwaukee on the 23rd and Milwaukee on the 25th. So they're going to be seeing the Milwaukee Bucks three times within the next two weeks. The next three weeks, two times within the next three weeks, three times within the next two weeks. Sorry. Three times within the next three weeks. Enough. <laughs> there it is. Three times within the next three weeks. Um, then after that, check this one out, Al. You know, in the beginning of the season, this this part didn't look so bad. But the way these teams are playing, this is this is a tough three games. December 27th at OKC, 
Oh, boy. December 29th at Orlando. And then your third back-to-back of the month at the Pacers on Saturday the 30th. So you have OKC, Orlando, and then uh, and then and then Indiana, and then home against Minnesota. So how about that four games? <laughs> how about that four game stretch right there? Oh my God! How about that four game stretch? OKC, Orlando, Indiana, all three on the road, back to back between Orlando and Indiana, and then home against Minnesota on on New Year's Day. How about that? Happy New Year! And, I, and, I just and, got a and, question for Adam Silver. Why do you hate us? <laughs> Crazy. This, this is. I mean, look. No, OKC and Orlando were just never knew what was going to happen. But now the way that you're seeing the schedule play out, yeah. Obviously, tough month for the New York Knicks just based on the opponents. But they'll be able to handle it, man. This is this is what's going to make them. This is what's going to show make a break their true colors, man. Make a break. So what I'm talking about, Tony Porcelli, you know what I'm saying. Let's go. Salute to Tony Porcelli. BLW uh, was, was good. Right? And and that's how it ends. That's how it ends. That's it's tough. Brutal. That's tough. how the month I'm looking ends. looking forward to it. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, this, you know how this month's going to go for KFTV. It's either going to be a lot of doom and gloom or yeah. it's going to be a lot of happy phone calls, yeah. man. It's e- I'm, it's I'm either, either jumping be... out the window yeah. or the curtains are closed. It's one of those. It's either going to be fire tips and trade Julius or we got enough to go to the championship. We don't need any trades. It's no nothing in the middle. No, zero. No, nothing, in, nothing in the middle. That's how the month zero. is going to go. By the time we get to January 1st, we're either going to be ready to start the parade with the in-season tournament championship in a, in a, in the banners, or we trading everybody except Brunson. Just yeah. the way it should be, CP. Just the way it should yeah. be. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to um, let's get to the phones. Harrison Dolan on the Discord. Harrison, how you feeling, man? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm feeling good. How are you, CP, Alex? Good, man. Happy happy uh, Sunday, well. man. Hope your weekend's going well, bro. Thank you. Thanks, man. I uh, just wanted to call in. Sometimes I don't get a chance after the games, so it's nice you have Knicks Weekly. Um, I have a lot of points, so I'm going to get through them as fast sure, as I can. Sure. I just want to start with the all-star voting and then mm-hmm. talk about Tibbs and then maybe some trade ideas. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Brunson's playing like an all-star, and we got to get him into the game, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say that uh, Randall deserves to be in there too, man. Mm-hmm. He had a tough start. To the season, I was at that Cleveland game November 1st where he had like less than 10 points. But since then, he's been on a tear. 
And you look at the power forwards ahead of him, you got Giannis, Paolo Bancaro, and Tatum. But I don't really think Tatum's blocking him because you could slot him in at the three. Um, but, yeah, let's definitely vote for our well, guys. Pa- and then Paolo's an addition, Tid. though. Paolo's an addition. That could be Julius's yeah. – uh, that could be his competition for that spot. He's hey, got Paolo's time. averaging He's got almost like 24 points. Yeah. Paolo's uh, really coming into his own. But you know who else is? Is Tibbs, man. Tibbs coming into his own. I yeah. mean, he's been a good coach for us, but I really think he's doing really well this year. And you see that with the, with the assists, you know, the past two playoff runs. Yeah. I don't really remember a time we even approached 30 assists, much less doing it multiple times in the first, like, 25 games, you know? Yeah. Um, personally, I would extend Tibbs. I feel like a lot of people throw blame on him when things are going bad. But They're he's really instilled him. a culture in this team. They're going to extend him. There's, there's no reason not to extend him. They're in lockstep. He's earned it. He's earned it. They're going to extend him. They're going to extend him. 100%. And when he first got here, yeah, nobody expected him to be extended, but he's doing a great job. So yeah. shout out Tibbs. But uh, trade talk. I haven't been able yeah. to call in in a while. Okay. But I I thought of a trade, but then I kind of thought myself out of it. Um, it was to get Jeremy Grant up in here. Mm. All right. All right. Because, because, you know, I talked myself in Brunson, RJ, Grant, Randall, and Mitch. That's a really formidable starting lineup, and mm-hmm. he's a great defender. He's shooting 43% from three on over six attempts. But um, with the contract, uh, it's probably not worth it. Yeah. And also, if, if we get a guy like Grant or Donovan Mitchell up in here, it's going to be harder for IQ to close these games. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. only averaging, I think, 24 minutes, and that would really eat into that. So I'm not sure if we need that, you know, that high-level player just just yet. Yeah. But well, that, that one means, last yeah good. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, just one last uh, mm-hmm. piece here. Um, people want a backup four. People want to go trade for a backup four, uh, and I I got three options that I think would be a good fit. Um, first is Kelly Olynyk from Utah. Whoa, let's go, Harrison. Now you're talking <laughs> my language. Let's go. Yeah, man. He's a great three point shooter, man. Let's and he go. can slot into that backup four. Yeah. Um, I also I also think. Hope I don't lose you, but I think Zach Collins from San Antonio would be a good fit. And mm-hmm. people will say he's cooked, but he's wasting away on the Wizards. Uh, Danilo Gallinari. Oh, he wants to bring the rooster back home. Alex would like that. Hey, he was my favorite player when I first got into Knicks yeah. basketball, so I'd love to yeah. see him back mm-hmm. here. Okay. I right. appreciate the call, man. Call call up tomorrow if you can, man. Take care, guys. Thanks. Harrison Dolan on the Discord. Almost felt like it was a Harrison Dolan show for a second, man. But I let him rock, man. I'll, I'll rock with Harrison, man. He's, he's well, a good I know player. he, I know he earned extra time as soon as he mentioned Kelly Olynyk. You were like, oh wait, oh listen, shot clock just got extended. Listen, another man, fourteen seconds. When I give you guys these little gems, you gotta follow me here, man. I told you guys about Berkshire. I told you guys about Hartenstein. I think Kelly Olynyk could be a sleeper under the radar move, an insurance mm. policy in case. Iheart prices himself out of the Knicks market, right? Like, how much are you really going to commit to a backup five as great as he's been with them? He might end up getting a raise somewhere. He may end up being a starter somewhere. So, um, that's all I'm saying. You just got to move your domino pieces and and play some chess here. It could be a cheaper insurance option and and, an injury insurance. He's a guy who can shoot the three, can space the floor, he can play make, he's a smart player, he's cool with, with RJ. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, beating down the door of Utah to go bring him here, but I think that would be a, a low-key solid move to keep them where they are and, and provide some, some, some insurance. Grant, I, I don't necessarily see it. I don't think they would commit that many years to him. 
considering he just signed that, yeah, considering he just signed this deal, I don't, I don't think they'd be. I'd be surprised if they went in for him. Yeah, and he, he to be a backup for. No, nah, he's yeah. he's starting. He's starting. He's not going to take a backup role. He, I mean, he look. He left. He left Denver to get a larger role, and then he went to Detroit. Didn't work out there, and now he still has a larger role out in Portland. I don't see him taking a back seat uh, in New York. Um, yeah, I can see the Kelly Olynyk thing, CP. I can always see it oh, now. Though. Okay, all right, you coming? Well, here, here we go. All right, here we here go. go. Here we go. Here we go. Let me paint you this picture. All right, all right. I'm here for it. Knicks rematch with the Miami Heat second round yep. semifinals of the Eastern Conference. You have Kevin Love coming off the bench for one side. You have Kelly okay. Olynyk. Coming off the bench for the other side. Kevin mm. Love sees blood a because rematch, he knows rematch. this guy was the guy that ruined my shoulder. <laughs> there you go. Mind games, man. Mind games, Al. He's in the 87th percentile in effective field goal percentage right now. So 75th, 75th percentile at the rim. 48% from downtown. Kelly Olenek. 48% from downtown right now. Mm. That's tough. That's tough. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, don't don't sleep on these little plug and play moves. Look, he would put. I mean, if you want just a four to be on the perimeter and shoot threes, it's that guy. I mean, I guess Gallo could do that too if you want a super cheap price. I, but I, 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 I I'm not. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going for Gallo I need, right I, now. You know, the Roosters are a guy. Oh, once a Nick, always a Nick. He could always come back to the barbecue. I rocked with him. He's done. I needed somebody a little more rugged, two way. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I could. Uh, Kelly Olynyk's not a bad idea. I would say the only way I'm the only way I'm 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 open to Gallo is that if the Wizards buy him out and the Knicks are like, you know what? Yeah, why not? Sure, that's a possibility. I mean, yeah. look, they're bad. CP, that team is bad. Team is brutal. Team Awful. is brutal, man. Shoot to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Ooh, I'm seeing a Kelly Olynyk thing going on right now in the chat, man. People are they're hip. They're hyped to it, man. They, they, they're backing me up. We have uh, KFTV Jalen in the chat. He said, he's asking us, did we see Boyan the other night? <laughs> no. What'd he do? He came back? Not, How'd he do? How'd he do in his comeback? I didn't I didn't check. Let's see. Let's pull up the stats right now. Yeah, pull it up. So to everybody in the chat, who else we got? Oh, Ignacio Lobregata, CP, giving guys overtime for pushing wow. the agenda. Boyan versus the Cavaliers. He in twenty seven minutes he put up twenty two points, seven to fifteen from the field, three to ten from downtown. Wow! Wow! Go get him. Is that the answer, CP? Uh, I mean, look. At some point, you're gonna have to try to get something for that for that con for that uh, Fournier contract. So, gonna have to see. Do we send Fournier with a scooter? <laughs> it depends. It depends. You know that that scooter came pretty pretty handy in, in New York. It depends on where you send him to. He might not Detroit? get too far. He ain't getting too far around in Orlando on a scooter. He's gonna need a car. What about Detroit? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he could he could he could ride around. he could rock in, in Detroit. You know. On Harrison's other topic, we got to figure out how to get Jalen to to uh, to Indy for this All Star game, man. What do we got to do? What is Knicks fan TV? What is our role in this thing to get, get him Jalen to the All Star to the All Star game? 
How do we push the fans to vote? I mean, people are all, they're all tied up in, in November elections. I'm not with that. I'm talking about Brunson to Indy 2024. That is my ticket. You guys worry about the other stuff. I'm worried about Brunson to Indy 2024 ticket. How do we get him there? What do we, you know, what do we need to do? Where do we need to stump? Let's go. CP said, the hell with politics. The only politics <laughs> yeah. I'm worried about. How do you get Brunson to <laughs> the All-Star Forget about game? Washington. I'm trying to get Brunson to Indiana. Talk about it. How, how do we get him there, man? Uh, well, starts by promoting it at the beginning of every show, I think. We okay. got to tell fans right. just to vote for Brunson. If we got to send you all the link, too. We'll okay. send you the link. We'll send you reminders all in right. that newsletter. I'm sure I'm sure we have some Gen Zers in the chat. Maybe they'll do a little TikTok music video, something. I don't know. That's up to them. You know what I mean? They're into that stuff. I couldn't tell How you. How old are thing. you, man? I'm bro, I'm not doing no that music TikTok, video LinkedIn. The no. Emphasis on TikTok like you're talking about at a clock, man. Good yo, God. Listen, yo, listen, man. Listen. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something. In the middle, of, I went to the ball yesterday. Me and wifey go to the ball yesterday, shopping. And okay. uh, I forgot which store we go in. But before I get into the store, I look over, and it's like four teenage youngsters, and they're all just like trying to coordinate some dance moves. I'm like, look at these guys. Trying to figure out the next TikTok joint, man. That's what this younger generation is about, bro. <laughs> they are co- choreographing TikTok videos. Did you jump in? I had no interest, bro. I had no interest. So did, did you and Lady KFTV then decide to do your own dance move and post on TikTok? No, no, no. So, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll recruit a youngster to, to go do a viral TikTok video, get Brunson to, to Indy. We'll sponsor him. That might be the way. That might be a way. Hmm. Okay. Not yeah. a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sponsor a TikTok video. I think that's forward thinking. You do that. And we'll yeah. plaster all the other places with all the, the yeah. links just to go vote, man. Okay. All right. Yeah, something to think about, man. For you people in the chat, for you people watching a replay, gang, how do we get Brunson to Indy? We got to vote. How, you know, we, we got to turn out the people to vote, man. So uh, I'm, I'm all for it, but we got to get him there and, and push that agenda because he's killing. He's killing right now, Al. Uh, his shooting numbers have been insane, especially – from the three-point line, man, especially from the three-point line. It was one of my hypotheses going into this season was um, him increasing his three-point output because last year he shot 40% from three on 4.7 attempts. This year he's at seven attempts and shooting Mm. 47% from three. I mean, is that going to last? Of course not. But, I mean, you just take a look at how he's getting them and how he's stepping into these pull-up jumpers, man, just pulling up off of these screens and from pretty deep too, man. Now, we're not just talking about on the line. Like, he's pulling up. He's pulling up. And, and I think uh, that helps the team spacing and it, it, it helps make the offense even more dangerous, man, because now you're going to have to – you're going to have to step out and get up, get up out to him much farther than you did last year. So you're not just you're not just guarding against the drives and the footwork in the paint. Now you got to stop them from from way beyond the line. Yeah, and it's catch and shoot, pull up, and and I think the most impressive part about all of this CP is that he's doing this on and it's still early in the season. It's on slightly less usage. Last year it was thirty percent usage 
uh, he was in the 74th percentile when it came to being on the ball. And now, right now, he is at 28%, still 74th percentage-wise amongst point guards. But the percentage is what's dropped. Going from 30 to 28, that's a little bit of a drop. Um, and I want to see how that continues to move out on the season more. And I think that's also an indication of like having someone like Dante DiVincenzo, guys who can you know yeah. allow Brunson to be off-ball now, right? Because last year, let's think about it, comes to the team – and he's primarily the guy controlling the rock. You see more, more Julius bringing up the rock. You see Dante quickly. You see how Tibbs is making sure that there's another person out there that can at least initiate the offense. And I think that's going to be a big thing too for Jalen Brunson because you know you talked about three point shooting. My thing was like, can he play off ball? That would be another thing that to get get back to because that's what he did down in Dallas with Luca. And if he can do that, that's a complete all around player from his faci- facilitating scoring wise. I mean, to be honest, he's been playing much better defense than he did last season, too. And I think FIBA helped him much. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah. he's a lockdown defender, but he is. there's definitely a lot more effort than we saw last season. Um, and, I, I, and I'm and i really impressed by that as well. So Brunson, man, has just been – he deserves to get an all-star vote this year, man. The way he's competing, helping this team lead – like just leading this team and staying in the mix. And just – it's not as – it's not even not it's not even as rocky as it was last season, right? Where you had to wait until after that twenty game mark with the nine man rotation change. We're twelve and seven right now, and it's like it's been rocky to start off with to some degree. But Knicks are still in good positioning, man, and they're still a tough team. Tough, tough team, man. Tough team. So his shooting is is starting to to pick up. He's at twenty four point nine on the on the season, five point five assists. Effective field goal percentage at 55. And the, uh, you know, he, he you still want to see him get a little bit more efficient from two like he was last year. I think that will pick up. But certainly from three, that's been very, very impressive um, to, to see him kill in, in that regard. So great job by him. Let me hit the quick reset. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. And subscribe to the channel. Next weekly episode 80 and we want to shout out one of our sponsors of tonight's episode and that is bet us the official sports book of knicks fan tv you know what you have the knicks and the bucks in season tournament matchup coming up on tuesday check out the odds on bet us starting tomorrow starting tuesday morning and hey maybe you might be interested in placing a wager on the money line or if you want to build in your own personal parlay you can do that as well you have so many options on bet us to choose from they offer fast, reliable, secure service, instant payouts, and and probably one of the best deposit matches you can find in the game because they are offering our viewers up to 120, uh, a 125% bonus on your deposit up to 25 So uh, go ahead and check it out today. Use the link in the video description to receive your 125% Bonus, and that is with our guys at BetUS. You can also go to um, the website at bit.ly slash KnicksFanTVUS125. Uh, so shout out to our guys at BetUS once again, the official sports book of Knicks Fan TV.
All right, now, uh, also on tap tomorrow uh, on the NBA Report, tomorrow at 3 p.m., we will be previewing the entire in-season tournament final eight, not just Knicks and Bucks, but we're going to do the East bracket, we're going to do the West bracket, break all of that down. I'm working on a special guest as well, so stay tuned for that. Make sure you guys tap in at 3 p.m. on the NBA Report. Uh, also, Al, we're going to be doing the Game of the Week preview, Knicks versus Bucks, mm-hmm. man. Tell the people about that one as well. Yeah, man, we're going to do the preview for the Knicks versus the Bucks. Highly recommend tapping in. We're going to bring on a, a great guest. We're going to bring on Rohan from the Yiddo Step podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. He's going to help break this game down tomorrow. So we're going to do that at 1130 tomorrow. Remember, 1130, make sure to tap in. It will be live. So if you want to be in the chat, throw some questions in there. If you want to get some questions off to Rohan, ask a little bit about the Bucks. Something about the matchup. We're going to cover all that ground. And of course, we're going to ask a little bit about the Bucks Nation to talk, start it off. But we're going to break down this game because guess what? It's a big game, guys. It's a big game. Knicks playing the playing the Bucks, a rematch for an in-season tournament game. All the marbles on the line. Make sure to tune in at 1130 tomorrow. It's going to be a great one. Big time. We, we got them covered uh, from end to end. We will have our Knicks versus Bucks preview uh, article on KnicksFanTV.com. So make sure that you guys are going to KnicksFanTV.com every day to check out our latest write-ups. Also, you can subscribe to the newsletter to make sure that you are uh, informed on the Knicks, on the latest and greatest in your inbox. First thing in the AM, so you guys can tap into that. Uh, so we'll have our, our game preview. We'll have our game of the week preview at 11.30. Uh, game time, Knicks versus Bucks play-by-play live, hosted by CK2K, presented by Underdog Fantasy. So make sure you guys tap into that with CK and Alex on the pregame and then CK play-by-play. And then we cap off the night with post-game live. So very much looking forward to that. Um, Al, what are your, some of your thoughts with regards to this matchup on Tuesday, what what are you looking to to speak to uh, our guest about on tomorrow's show? Oh, man, you want me to give a teaser? Is that it, huh? You want to know all yeah, the information well, yeah, I'm doing what, for tomorrow? Yeah. What are you Sheesh. thinking? Like, like, what do, what what is your say your top three concerns or thoughts going into this game that that you're gonna chop it up with uh, with our guest tomorrow? First one, which one's gonna, which one's going to win? Knicks defense or Bucks offense? That's gonna be number one because Nick, the Bucks offense is on the uptick. Knicks defense has been solid. Um, both teams on the opposite end of the court that's starting to get a little, they're starting, they're starting to even out, right? Bucks defense starting to trying to figure their way, starting to come together a little bit. Knicks offense starting to come together a little bit. But what's gonna win? Is it gonna be the Knicks defense? Is it gonna be the Bucks offense? I need answers on that. Next thing I gotta figure out. Brunson versus Willard, bro. I need to I need to know that point guard matchup. That's going to be a big thing to me. And Randall versus Giannis. And obviously, I got to talk about the bench. Those are those are those are the big things I got to talk about for tomorrow's match. I'm not going to go into full detail. You got to tune in, man. You got to tune in to get all the things that I got locked down. Okay. There's some stats I'm going to bring up as well. That you got to tune in. I'm not going to give up all the secrets. Good, good, good. I I, I hear you on that. Um, man, I got so many concerns with this game. Where do I start? First matchup of the season. First matchup in the season tournament. Knicks lost 110 to 105. Couple of things. A couple of things. Both teams are better than they were than that matchup. I think we could both agree on that. Um, what makes the Bucks so dangerous for me is that while we watch their games and they have those inconsistent periods of you know, offense where they're just not on, they're just not clear. They don't have the chemistry. 
they have the talent to will themselves to buckets <laughs> between Dame, Giannis, and now you have Middleton starting to ramp up. So that's a scary thing because they can just beat you just on sheer talent alone. They don't need chemistry at this very moment. Um, number two that the I'm... Clippers are wishing, uh, the Clippers are wishing for that. The Clippers are certainly wishing for that. Clippers are certainly wishing for that. Uh, another thing that certainly concerns me is their, uh, their clutch numbers. I mean, this is one of the best teams right now in the NBA in the clutch uh, with one of the best net ratings in the clutch. It seems like that is when they play their best basketball. It's of no surprise because that is why they got Dame Lillard. But now you have Giannis doing this, you know, doing the same thing, turning up in the late game situations. They're number two in fourth quarter scoring in the NBA. Um, last night in the win against the Hawks, they went on an 18-7 run to beat the Hawks. They beat the Knicks in that, that first matchup with Dame's late game heroics. You know, Brunson and Dame going clutch for clutch. And Dame, it was Dame time, right? It's it's hard to... Uh, Quiet Dame time, but yeah, yeah, Dame time. It's hard to pass that up. Uh, Bucks being 9-1 and one at home. So for the Knicks, it, it's going to be... First of all, it's going to be all hands on deck. One of the things that certainly helps is that they didn't have RJ in that last loss. They have him this time. But for me, it's going to be two things. You know, how do you close that talent gap that the Bucks have? How do you close that talent gap? Well, for one, it's going to be if Brunson's coming to the dance, who's coming with him? It's got to be Julius. Julius has to play better. He's got to play better. He shot five for 21 from the field in that loss. Went like one for six from downtown and one for nine from downtown. That's not going to get it done. He's going to have to get it. He's going to have to play. You know, we, we just ran off his last three games. He's going to have to play like that. He's going to have to play like that. And for me, when you watch that first game, he had a lot of opportunities where he was taking Giannis off the dribble and having success and using his physicality. And I think he should do that. Put the pressure on Giannis early in this game to say, hey, listen, we're not going to just sit back and, and let you get comfortable here. You're going to have to defend. And, hey, maybe we get him in foul trouble. Maybe you pick up. He gets his two personal fouls in the first half and has to miss some time. Julius had some some success there. He needs to go back to that. Where he didn't have success is where he was settling for contested tough jumpers, tough mid-range shots, tough threes. He he can't do that. When it when Portis and Giannis are on him, he's got to be in attack mode, just like how he's been in the, these last few games this week. He's got to do that. If Brunson is coming to the dance, Julius has to as well. And and, and I think that's going to be one of the ways that they uh that they can win this game. It's got to be on the offensive end. I don't think defensively they they can they can get the proper stop. And look, nothing's ever guaranteed in, in, in any matchup, right? Like how Brunson put up 45 against the Bucs, uh, it's it's hard to guarantee that, although the Bucks' perimeter defense is horrific. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm i still – it's going to be a big game. Brunson's one of the better players when it comes to the in-season tournament. I expect him to take advantage of a weak perimeter defense and call his own number when needed. But you brought up Julius Randle, and I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to add on to that, CP. We know the storyline was with Randall in the playoffs. Well, this is a big game. This is a big game. There's going to be some, you know, playoff-like intensity because of what stakes are on the line. You know, we already heard between him, 
Brunson and RJ say how much they want to do this for the guys on the end of the bench and their coaches. Well, this is for even though it's for a championship, even though it's not a seven game series, you only get one shot. So you got to show up in this one shot, man, against a t- against a good offensive Bucks team. So for Randall, I'm looking to see can he come up with uh, for money time, as you always money say, CP. This is money time. All right, Do you, can you advance to the next round? Because we're going to see tomorrow when the when the lights are not necessarily the brightest, like it is for the NBA championship, but it's going to be pretty bright. Yeah. Look, na- it's going to be nationally televised. Everyone's going to be tuning in. Right. Can can you step up for a big game? Right. That's going to be my biggest question. And then. The next thing I would say for this Bucks matchup is I'm looking at the benches, man. The Bucks don't have Jay Crowder right now. He's yeah. out. Uh, he had surgery. He's going to be out for eight weeks due to a groin injury. Um, I'm looking to see how the Knicks are going to be able to match up what Bobby Portis does because he's such a key thing a for spark. what he does, right? And, and our four is Josh Hart. They got a legitimate four. So I'm interested yeah. to see how we're going to defend that. And is our second unit going to be ready to play? Because they weren't ready to play when we played the Bucks the first time. Right. So are they going to be ready where you get quickly Josh Hart, Dante doing their thing? And that will be my big thing for when that it comes would, to the Bucks and look for that second unit. That that would be big. That that would be big because it's it's going to be on the offensive end. We've got to we've got to stay in this game offensively, and then in crunch time, try to get the key stops. Because, bro, like you're not gonna you obviously you can never take away everything. And with them, <laughs> when they're running, you know, Dame in isolation is a is a handful. Giannis in isolation is a handful. Then in their two man game, it's it's the pick starting, and roll, CP. They're, they're starting, starting to do the pick and roll. Better. It's starting it to get better. And so then you got you know Middleton just chilling out there on the wing. You can't take away much, so you're going to have to keep up offensively, and that's why Julius is going to be critical in this game. They got to limit the turnovers, which they did in the first game. Another thing that that I think stands out is that in that first game loss, I mean, they got outscored from three by thirty. They didn't shoot the ball well, and with with Brooke Lopez patrolling the paint, he had eight blocks in that game. They're going to have to shoot the ball well because he's going to be waiting for Julius and RJ and Jalen to be driving, and he's going to be helping. And so it's going to be up to them to get those proper kickouts, make their reads, and the supporting cast is going to have to knock down the open shots when they get them because they're, they're going to try to keep them from getting those high efficiency points in the paint. So Julius's decision-making, which has been great all week, it's going to have to be top-notch uh, uh, Tuesday against the, the Bucs. Uh, Knicks also destroyed him on the boards in that game. That's another thing. They're going to have to stay on the boards, stay on the glass, and try to get those second-chance opportunities because with this team like the Bucs, it's one of the best offenses in the league just by sheer talent. The Knicks are going to have to get extra, extra possessions if they're not going to be able to shoot the ball e- efficiently. So it's a winnable game, man. It's a winnable game, but their offense is going to have to, to, to fight that firepower, and then we'll, we'll just let the chips fall where they may and, and see what see what happens. Yeah, hopefully they're on the winning side, man, and they get to go on to the next round to face either the Celtics or the Pacers. Um, be, this game, man, like, I want revenge. They, this, I want revenge. The Bucks, the Bucks, I get offensively, that's where they make their, their money. Yeah. Um, and, and you saw it. If you just watched even yesterday's game where they played the, the Hawks, and that yep. game was tight all the way up until the end, and it's like the Bucks decided, you know, let's just put these guys away. The offense is starting to get figured out. They're starting to use the Giannis and and uh, 
Jan, they're starting to use the Giannis and Dame pick and roll yep. a bit more now. Yep. That's that's lethal. Yep. Um, Knicks just got to be able to keep up offensively, man. I know you don't think the defense is going to be what able to stop them, but well, Dame only had twenty. Uh, it was also like relatively, it was a quiet night yeah. for the Bucks when they played the Knicks the first time, and the Knicks played poorly. Yeah. Okay. Just pulling up the stats right now from that first game, as uh, as as ESPN decides to say somewhere else. Here we mm-hmm. go. So. First game, you had Dame's quiet 30, and I say quiet because it didn't even feel like it was yeah, just... Yeah, it was quiet. It was quiet. You know, it was quiet. You had Giannis have 22, and I thought Mitch did a good job defending uh, Giannis and Brook in that game um, for the most part. So the Knicks were able to hold the hold the Bucks to 110. They It was a 110-105 loss for the Knicks, and you got to think that Brunson... 45. The next highest score was Grimes with 17 uh, for everyone who's uh, just, you know, attacking Grimes right now. Yeah. Uh, there's also uh, Julius Randle who had 16. That was the third highest uh, score. And then you had Quickly with 14. We didn't have anybody else after that. Yeah. Yeah. T- the next t- guy was Josh Hart with six. Trocious shooting night for them uh, that night. So, like I said, I think both teams have improved since that night. And the Knicks are going to have to bring their A game, obviously, to, to win this thing. Uh, another thing, like you mentioned with Dame, he started the year off ice cold from three. He's starting to heat up now. Now he's at about 38% from three in his last 10 games. The one thing, though, with the Bucks, beatable team, no question about it, but they're now seeing the way that they play in crunch time and how dominant they can be and how good they can be defensively I think their defensive rating in crunch time is in like the, the 90s, like 97, which is great. And their offense's rating is like 130 in crunch time. And so, but, but what, what they want to do is they don't want to lean on that. They want to come out the gates that way. And so that could be a scary thing for the Knicks, especially in the beginning of this game, because I think the Bucks are going to try to make it a point to turn up the, get the gas early rather than late. And so the Knicks are going to have to be ready for that. CP, this the Knicks lost by five to a Bucks team that shot 20 from 39 from downtown. That's 51.3% yep. and shot 42.7%, 35 of 82 from the field. So if the Knicks can keep – and the Knicks shot 39.6% from the field, 25.6% from three. If the Knicks were able to keep it within five by doing that – I'm saying, man, that this game this game can't be had by the New York Knicks. They just got to come out with their A game. They can't do what they did against the Hornets. They can't do what they did against Detroit. Nah. They have to do what they did in they Toronto. Need a Toronto level effort. Yes. To beat this team. Yes. And, You're going to need all that. Yeah. And that means, you know, Julius and Mitch staying out of foul trouble. Julius and Jalen scoring efficiently, supporting cast, knocking down. It's going it's to take a full rotation effort to beat this team. You're gonna need Dante. To, uh, you're gonna need Dante. Obviously, Grimes. Yeah. You're gonna need and quickly all to shoot three ball well. Dante La Dante, isn't that what uh, our guy Cody Glock says? Dante Dante yes. La Dante. Dante La Dante. Yes, yeah. yes. There you go. I like Dante's Inferno personally. Yeah. I like when he's on fire. Personally. I do. I do like Dante's Inferno, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, great show, Al. Great show. I thought we we summed up the week and. Uh, Segwayed into the next week. 
quite nicely here on, on Nick's Weekly episode 80. But like every show, Al, it comes down to this. Uh-oh. Prediction time. It's only one game right now. It's only one game that we know. And as we said early in the beginning of the show, the week, the week can round out in some different scenarios. We gave it to them, right? The Knicks lose against the Bucks. They could be in Boston on Friday or they're home against the Pacers on Friday. So you could have... Sell you could have KP revenge if he's playing, or you could have Obi's revenge early. Oh my god. <laughs> but either way, we have revenge tours either way. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. Prediction. One game prediction. Can't get out of this one, bro. Let's go. We're winning, CP. Mm, We're winning. We're winning on Tuesday. We're taking down the Bucks. We're going to the next round of the in-season tournament, of the knockout Let's round, go. okay? You heard it here first. Well, I'm with you, man. I'm going with a W. I'm going with a win in the Cream City. Pause. Uh, Jalen, Julius, <laughs> the gang coming from T-Dot. They're ready. They're ready to go, man. They're, they're ready. They're hot. The big ragu's ready to cook. We ready, man. We not scared of these guys. 1-0. I'm going 1-0 in a week. En route. To Vegas. Salute to Euro De Niro. What's your predictions, I like man? It. Leave us your predictions in the chat. Uh, leave it in the, the comment section. Salute to the replay gang. Like we said, man, we got an action-packed day tomorrow. Starting at 11.30 Eastern Time. 11.30 Eastern Time. Uh, we will have our Game of the Week preview. We're going to do go do a, a, more of a deep dive on this thing. With our guy, hosted by our guy, Alex Rotaro's here, man. So make sure you guys tap into that. You got the Game of the Week preview. Then you will have uh, um, the NBA, NBA report. report. NBA report at 3 o'clock. So we'll have that. And then we will have Play by Play Live, hosted by CK2K. And then Post Game Live. So we lit, man. We never stop, CP. We, we, we never, never stop. And make sure to check out NextFanTV.com where we're covering this game, absolutely, too. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. We don't stop with content. And look, you can even support all the sponsors that are on the newsletter. If you forget, sign up for the newsletter. You also get to figure you also get reminded about any giveaways and stuff like that as well. So yeah. Hey, newsletter, you get the videos, you get the articles, you get all the sponsors. I highly recommend signing up for the newsletter, which you can, by the way, now that we we, we updated, shout out to Jalen for helping out with this. If you go to any article on KFTV, you click on any article, go all the way down to the bottom. It says thank you, like says thank you for reading. If you missed all these other things, there's a link right there. You can click the link to sign up for the newsletter. Salud, man. Al, great show. King D's great show. All the mods, great show. Uh, salute to our producers, man. Salute to Gamma. Salute to Tyler. Salute to TM. All the mods, Edgar, Jalen, everybody who, who contributes. See you guys on Monday, man. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.